My name is Matthew Singleton Bentley. When I'm playing guitar, I enjoy Viking drool beard oil. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Viking Drool Beard Oil. Viking Drool Beard Oil, the official beard oil of Vikings who drool. Be sure to check them out at vikingdroolbeardoil.com. What do you know? It's the Tony Joe Show with my dad, Tony Joe. All right, nerds, here we go. This is the Matthew Singleton Bentley episode. Really stoked on this one, guys. What a great dude. What a great conversation I had between myself and Matthew. Just a super cool guy, super talented, has a really, really focused vision on what he wants to do musically. Very inspiring. So anyway, we start out our conversation with a little coffee talk. He made this great French press coffee. And I don't know, I just left it in the beginning because it, it kind of gives you a sense of how he is. He's very polite, very cool, very easy to talk to. So anyway, I'm going to start this episode out with a song from Matthew's band, Devils Hunt Me Down. Um, he mentions this song in the podcast and goes a little in depth on it. So I thought this would be appropriate to start the podcast out. And then we're going to end the podcast with his new solo work, which is, in my opinion, just fantastic. So here we go. Here is Devil's Hunt Me Down with A Stark Winter. <laughs>
keep waiting for the snow to fall So we can cover one another When the code is silence you can hear that murder drum I'll keep waiting until the end Until I return to my den I'll put myself to death and start it all again I'm sorry, I didn't ask if you have cream or sugar or anything. Um, I'm good, actually. Yeah, cool. just black is perfectly fine. I usually do like the uh, bulletproof coffee with the oh, butter and yeah. all that good stuff. And, yeah. But this is perfect because nice. I'm, I'm on my fat fill. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tasty. Oh, yeah. Citrusy. Well... <laughs> So basically, um, let's talk about like how we met. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, yeah, I recall, mm-hmm. uh, we played a show at the Mix. I was just um, going to say Georgetown Mix. Yeah. yeah I totally remember. What a great venue that Dude, was. I miss the heck out of that place. That was so fun. They had such good uh, jambalaya uh, there in the, in the kitchen, which I was like, what a weird place to have such jambalaya that <laughs> right? I love. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, a great room. Um, it was easy to fill it up mm-hmm. and people always had a great time. There wasn't really much else to do down there. And so if you went to a show there, it was right. like that you were there for the night and everybody hung out. So it was so great. It I, was a blast. I missed that place a lot. And I remember you guys just, I mean, literally tore the place down. It was, <laughs> Thanks, it was a really fantastic, like impressive show. Yeah. And that I, was the devil's hunt me down with Thunderhound, And yep. I can't remember who else was on that night. I probably could dig it up, but yeah, that was. Uh, in I don't the, remember band, either, yeah. but it was it was great. That was um, a fun one. As we were talking about it, I remembered we actually met before that. I booked you guys in Yakima at the sports center. Oh, you did that. I was the guy who booked oh, you there. And yes, I was so bummed out because I had a show in another 
venue or something mm -hmm. and I was trying to bust ass to get back so I could see you guys because yeah. I like to be there for all my shows and uh, I was so thrilled that uh, that I was able to actually meet you guys but I didn't get to see your show <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was such a fun one and such a strange one that was one that we talked about well after that night because um, that first song that we played there everybody in the crowd was just sitting there Mm -hmm. And they were just, they all had their drinks and they're all looking at us. And I remember looking at the guys in the band, the first song, like, dude, these people are going to kill us any minute. Like they're going to start throwing <laughs> bottles or something. Nobody's standing up. Nobody's moving. And then we finished the song and they all went nuts. Yeah. But just from their seats, everybody raising their glasses and screaming and cheering and having like, then what was a great time, but they would just sit there and, and intently and attentively watch. Yeah. Isn't it everything. weird? It was so strange. And so many compliments. People were so kind and gracious, I but it was like... That's that's an odd one. I've never had the crowd just like chilling and thrilled. I got word from people weeks and weeks after you guys played. Like, <laughs> when when are those guys coming back? It's like I don't know, but I'm gonna try to get them back. They were great from what I hear, but I never got to actually see you guys oh. until that night at yeah. the mix, which was that was a blast. Freaking awesome. Good ones, yeah. Yakima is a hoot. It's it's a strange one. Um also, as as uh, I, I've seen you perform, yeah, like tell me the story behind the electric twelve string. <laughs> like um, I've never seen a guy play music in the style that you play. Yeah, with a twelve string. Um, it's funny. Yeah, and when we first started Devils, uh, I did uh, both six and twelve string guitar, okay. and it depended on the song which tone and which kind of qualities we were looking for. Mm -hmm. And it was our first bass player, uh, Rod from Counterfist, actually, from oh, back in the day. Okay. He was the first bass player of Devil's Hunt Me Down for a little while. Uh, we were practicing one night, and I kept switching back and forth. And like after a couple of switches, he stopped, and he's like, stop, 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 stop. Why do you ever take off the 12-string? And we we're like, <laughs> it's not, we're not, I don't use the 12-string on this song. And he's like, yeah, but why not? Like what, use uh -huh. it, like do it, like yeah. just play it on every song. We tried it and it ended up sounding so cool that it kind of become, it became a, a strange unintended like signature of mine, yeah. um, which isn't, it's not the most uncommon. Lots of guys play weird 12 string and nine string combinations like Matt Pike from High on Fire is rocking a nine string, which mm -hmm. is a strange combo that he does. Um, and but somehow that was, you know, they would kind of be like, oh, yeah, you play the 12 string in that one band. Yeah, I'm playing 12 yeah. string and sing. So. It's definitely uh, your signature because all the guys that I know that have seen you, it's like, oh, yeah, the guy with the 12 string. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that band is killer. They're great. Yeah. I almost feel like for the new music, uh, my new solo project, I almost feel like I should get a 12 string acoustic just to like, so people wouldn't be so. I was to it, just so. going to ask you yeah. if that's what you're doing for no. your solo stuff. And so that's that's kind of the weird thing, too, that a lot of people don't know. And when uh, I've told some people about it, some people are like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. I wrote every single uh, Devil Sent Me Down song on an acoustic six string first. Wow. Um, yeah, every single one. Um, and so there's there's actually a bunch of songs that I'll be playing when I get back out, uh, you know, uh, here pretty soon. I'm going to be throwing in some of the old Devil's Hunt Me Down songs that were always just songs of mine that I just liked to sit and play on my acoustic. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's 
a lot of the the tonal qualities of Devil's Hunt Me Down was very light and bright mm-hmm. and happy and positive, and right. we'd got jokes about being feel good metal and uh-huh. um, very posy metal and all these different comments and, and jokes about it. But I feel like that came from it being in these weird folky, very light roots, right? Um, for sure. And so uh, that's going to be a lot of what the solo stuff is is here in here in my music, but really stripped down in its original form. Um, so. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, what what I did see and have heard of your solo stuff, it's awesome. Thank I'm, you. I'm I really liked it. Like immediately, I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's 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 <laughs> Matt. That's that's really cool. Thank I you. was really impressed with it. Thanks very much. Yeah. And I guess you're talking about the video that yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I saw the video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did that. It's the song uh, "Leave It Alone," mm-hmm. uh, which is actually about the place where we filmed it. Oh, really? um, yeah, the we filmed that down at uh, Karkeek Park. Okay, and uh, the original name of Karkeek Park in the indigenous language translates to "Leave It Alone." Oh wow! And I thought it was so hilarious that um, that we named a, or they named a place "Leave It Alone," and we built a park there to bring everybody there. <laughs> right. So nobody everybody, leaves it alone. Right. right. Everybody, come not leave this alone. <laughs> right. Um, and it's such a like it, it for me has become almost a sacred place, and so I've thought it was appropriate to record that video uh, there um, with the help of Ryan Healy and Hemp Films, who I kept telling him like, dude, your video is better than my song. Like the, the editing quality on the the visuals is so great. He um, does such a fantastic, fantastic. job. Yeah. Fantastic. Like when we played the last show we played together at the um, the high dive. Yeah. And I think it was one of your your record release. Parties, yeah, your la- the last one. The, totally, the third of the trifecta. Yeah, um, he got some great shots that my night. My God, it's yeah. the best footage I've ever seen of any live performance I've ever done. Cut together so well, and it was it was kind of cool. We were going back and forth. I recorded a bunch of stuff too, right? And I just like here's all my footage. Do your magic, and yeah. he just he killed it. He yeah, did he got, great. There's a couple of videos of, from us as well of multiple uh, multiple people's cameras that just yeah he does a killer job. And he did that video for me, the uh, my solo one on YouTube. He did that turnaround in God like no more than forty eight hours. I gotta say, like it might have wow. even been quicker than that. But from him leaving my house, recording that to uh, to him having a video back to me, it was that quick. Wow. And we just did the audio right here on the porch, actually. Like that song, I just recorded with a little Tascam and him, really, um, just alive. Uh, you know, which is uh, you know also why um, it's you know it's not a perfect recording. But um, I've also told people like if if you're expecting to come to my show and hear me play ten perfect songs in a row, I have some sour news for you. Right. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's a rawness and a realness that I'm, I'm excited to capture. So yeah, I'm it, excited it about sounded it. real. It sounded Thanks, like, man. you know, authentic. That's what I liked about it. That's why, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm commenting and putting love little emojis <laughs> on, on there. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm stoked about that one. That one, uh, it came together really quick, and I don't know why. It just seemed like the the good one to make the first video. I've mm-hmm. got some other video ideas Ryan and I are going to be talking about here soon. And um, uh, yeah, a, a bunch of songs that I've been working on. So, Wait, how, how how many songs do you have recorded right now? Um, well, That's- so the recordings, I just have a little like kind of. Uh, you know, unprofessional, just home mm-hmm. recordings that right. I'm getting some rough tracks of and uh, potentially using as some some pre-production ideas as I, right, I go into right. recording here. And depending on who I record with and how I record, I might change some different things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm ready to record this. I have 10 songs that are totally completed oh, um, on the acoustic. I have like four instrumental tracks that have a, you know, start to finish. Um, and God, five to six other songs that are in the works right now in some form of completion, mm-hmm. you know, between just a verse to just the, a verse and a chorus to right. everything but the last verse or something. So are um, you going to do um, like the homebrew recording process like you did with the uh, the one for the video? I've thought about it and doing a, kind of more of an elevated approach to the home recording method. Um you know, there's some tips and ideas I can get. There's a lot of people I know who know what they're doing in right. terms of home recording, and especially with acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going crazy on anything. I don't need um, a ton of exceptional rooms to record in. There's a lot that I could do on my own. Um, and there's some other artists that I've uh, taken inspiration from. Um, there's a group called, uh, well, I guess it's just a guy, uh, Nordic Nomadic. Okay. Um, and uh, it's the the lead singer from the band Quest for Fire. Okay. Uh, he did a side project that was kind of all his uh, own acoustic, kind of layered, very folky, psychedelic, um, right up my alley. And I'm, I'm thinking in some of those lines where I could maybe put something down here at home. Um, I've also talked to Jack and Dino, who I, we recorded uh, The Devil's Hunt Me Down EPs with, and we had a nice meeting about that. Um it's all in terms of what's easy, who's got the time, right. um, what kind of money I'm wanting to spend on something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially when I'm just trying to keep it so, I don't know, I guess authentic, like you said, is yeah. a great word for what I'm trying to keep it. Um, I don't need to really go crazy on the layers. Yeah, so. I was wondering because I really like that straight up room in a mic. You yeah. Know, this is a guy and his guitar Thanks. doing what he does. I Thanks. mean, <laughs> that... For me, like I'm honestly, I'm not a huge like acoustic guy fan. Yeah. But what you did was like, wow, that's I know Matt, and that's real, and that's that's fucking cool. (laughs) Like some some of those sappy assholes who, (laughs) like you know, oh, this is me and my guitar, and I'm expressing my art. Go fuck yourself. Uh, (laughs) Even though I would say that on stage, it might just be a little more fun of a way to do that. (laughs) Right. I get. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) killing me here. But yeah, I mean, you know, I know a lot of guys who are extremely good at that acoustic stuff, but most of the time it's not my flavor, but you resonated with me for sure. That's why I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to talk to Matt. I definitely want to. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I'm glad to be talking with you. I think that's the, the kicker on any of the music that I've tried to make is that it's always tried to be very much rooted in the theories and ideas of like real art, like artistic mm-hmm. presentation, but in a way that isn't, um, I don't know, I feel like sometimes that's a daunting uh, approach to it or mm-hmm. a daunting term for some folks. It, it overcomplicates things. Um, you know, even in Devil Sent Me Down, a lot of the stuff had a, a very rock and blues vibe, but the messages presented were very not, you know, it was a way to get into your brain you right. know, and, and maybe work some things around and see how we could relate on some very human topics, which I think is the point of art. You know, it should be inspiring you to become better people. Right. But if you can do it in a fun way with some cool, folky, dancey, have a great time uh, vibe, it's all the more. Yeah. uh, I would call that like the rock worm. It just kind of wiggles in and it, it was, it's great shit. Like one of the things that you did with devils was um, the, the, three ep release oh yeah i just thought i'm actually 
not stealing the idea, but <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely borrowing the idea. Yeah, um, we're doing a uh, we're doing a two EP release with Excellent. a um, um, a double you know, vinyl single mm-hmm. at the end. And then we're going to throw all of them together and make a full album. Yes. Hell so, yeah. And we're like directly getting that idea from your three EP <laughs> Thank you. release. I thought that was the coolest thing. Thanks, and then man. all the art really kind of worked together. Yeah. And, and I, the covers actually, uh, we haven't, there's a lot of secrets about that that we didn't tell anybody, but if you do put all three of the CDs next to each other, like, right. It's an actual piece of three seasons. Yeah. It's um, super cool. Yeah. And it's, uh, that was fun. The, the lady who did that did a, a, a such a fantastic job for us. We were really stoked about that. Although we did find that it threw some people off, you know, like that colorful and very geometric, colorful blocks and shapes and, and mm-hmm. nature. Uh, we had comments like, "Wow, that's not at all what I expected you to sound like based on that <laughs> album cover and the, and the pretty picture on the really? back. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you liked that. That kind of came from art nerdiness and also came from necessity. Like mm-hmm. we were looking at how to approach uh, funding for ourselves uh, without, you know, going for the crowdfunding route. Right. And it was a lot easier to do three EPs in a row. It was a lot to chunk it out and, you know, get it done really it, quickly. So overwhelming to take on a full like album. Yes. Like, okay, we got to do 10 songs. Right. And um, make them all sound cohesive. And make and, them sound good. Like, right. Yeah, I, I like the idea of like <clears throat> taking three or four songs and mm-hmm. really focusing on that. Yeah. Getting that out, that gives you a little bit of time to totally. work on the next four. And then, you know, then you, you try to cash in by putting them all together. <laughs> with, hey, here's a couple extra songs you never heard before, but yeah. everything else. <clears throat> and I, I, I feel like it's, I like the cohesiveness of the EPs coming together later to form a full piece, you know, right. very Constructicons, you know, right? Transformers. Absolutely. Thank uh, you for that <laughs> reference. I completely appreciate that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, to, the, to pause just for a second, yeah. one of my first bands was called Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love it. It was like, oh yeah, Transformers. Nobody's going to give a shit about that here (laughs) now. You know, it's just like 2000 or 1999. It's like, yeah, (laughs) Prime. And then all of a sudden you get the whole, you know, huge Transformers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now everybody knows. But yeah, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. And so we thought like, that was uh, kind of where it became the art nerdiness. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. if we're going to do EPs, then we need to do a series that forms a full piece. Mm -hmm. And it has to be presented in a way that... Um, is unique or kind of interesting. And that's where we went with in medias res, um, which is um, um, a Latin term from literature of how certain stories start in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. And that's also why we very nerdy uh, did our second EP first. uh, Well, yeah, our first release show was EP two. And then we released EP one and then released EP three, oh, which is, wow. uh, yes, so art nerdy. It's so like, yeah, but we felt like if we're going to call it in medias rest, which is where you kind of found the band and, and us as humans, and especially me in my life, you found me in the middle of things mm-hmm. or uh, in the middle of the plot. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that's why we nerded out hard on that one. That's super nerdy. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's really interesting to know. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of references. Certain songs reference other songs songs um words mean the same thing throughout the album mm-hmm. um like when i say the end of the line it means the same thing every time uh, uh certain uh, stones refer to planets um mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah all these different things and there's a lot of codes in there um 
we went back and forth on even maybe releasing and letting people know all the Easter eggs in wow. there. But at the same time, like that's the fun of bands like, um, you know, Tool or any of these oh, other, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Floyd, anybody who puts these interesting notes and things in there, the fun is finding them. The fun oh. is having somebody tell you like, yo, did you hear? So we've kind of left that up in the air. Every once in a while, I'll drop it in an interview or a little something like this. That's but, cool. Or what a song means or why it's called that. So, um you know, like in uh, what is it? a stark winter, I mentioned an owl, and the owl is the owl in the later song. So wow, yeah, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I just sing about like robots wanting to become humans, <laughs> <laughs> which is also cool. <laughs> Back wow, to the Transformers. Theme yeah, there. I mean it's it's yeah it's pretty nutty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just uh, we just uh, finished up a song uh, called Beta Unit Down. And it's basically about a uh, robot who is simulating a human who actually becomes human at, <laughs> the, at the end of the song. It's pretty fucking cool. It's I love it. Very uh, sticks, Mr. Roboto inspired. <laughs> very, uh, very up my misfits loving alley as well. <laughs> yes. <coughs> oh, pardon me. No problem. So, um, on your solo album yeah. um, that you're that you're working on coming together, is there any particular song that is really like resonating with you mm. as 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 the composer? Ooh, there's. It's kind of interesting because some of these were songs that I've been working on for years now, mm -hmm. um, and so some of them are like just really personal stuff that's only now coming to form with this. Now that I'm like okay expressing some of these things on my right. own doing it with the group seemed kind of strange on some of these tracks um i think lately um the one that i've been enjoying the most to play and sing on uh has been one that i'm kind of tentatively calling um copper mine mm. um and um it's very uh related to Sky Island, which is the final song on the Devil's EP series. Mm -hmm. um, that's our whoa, 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 whoa song that right. everyone likes to sing with us on. Um, this would almost be the sequel to that, uh, oh, the really? follow-up to that song. Like, what has happened in my processing since I wrote that and maybe a different way of looking at things. Hmm. Um, so, um, you know, again, uh, kind of hidden messages in, in a song that sounds like I'm singing about a woman I just can't stop thinking about. So... Uh, that one lately has me, I think, the most stoked. For the longest time, I think... Oh, shit. That's that's okay. We're still going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the longest uh, time, it was Leave It Alone, the one that I uh -huh. had the video of. I just loved playing it. It was so much fun. It came together like just out of the blue. On a, I walked into Car Geek one day holding my guitar, and I just started playing that opening riff. Like It wow. came out of the blue. Like The whole park was like, here's a song. And sat there and wrote it start to finish that day in a meadow at Car Geek Park. Isn't that amazing oh. when that happens? <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I haven't played guitar in like two weeks. Whoa, there's a riff that's... Yep. That's that's a song. That's not just a riff. Right. That's so cool. Oh, there's man. the next one and the next that's, one. Oh uh, man, that's so cool. And even most of the lyrics, you know, every once in a while, and um, I wouldn't say every once in a while, almost every time, I'll go back in and clear up some lyrics or mm -hmm. tighten them or fine tune them. But that one, uh, almost zero changes were made after leaving that park that day. Oh, really? So um, yeah, I loved that one. There's one that was my song that Devils tried playing once called uh, the Serpent Bearer. Mm -hmm. um, and there's one that goes with that song called The Serpent that no one's ever heard. 
Um, oh. So serpent and serpent bearer. Uh, gosh, it's it's like picking your children, isn't it? Right. <laughs> which which of these songs is my favorite? Um, and then there's a bunch that we almost made into devil songs uh, that were topical at a time and seemed to continue to be topical for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as much as I try to finish these other four or five that are always in the works, then in comes another song and I just write it out of nowhere. You know, that's what happened on that new one, Copper Mine, that I've been playing a ton. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I dig it a lot. So it's always a good sign when I get my own song stuck in my head. That like is that a good must, sign. Must be onto something if I can't stop humming it. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the ticket to success. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, I really think, oh yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, can you, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about your, your lyric writing process? Um, just for me, that's the hardest thing. Gotcha. Without being cliche or like, oh, I've said this before. Sure. Yeah. Um, hmm. How would I even uh, describe it? Um, I'm going to get some smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This. No. Hang on. <laughs> uh, oh, good Lord. The rain's coming down. Okay. Um, so there's a variance, um, variances, there's varying ways that I come to the lyrics, uh, whether it's solo or devils or anything I've ever done, it's always the same way. Um, the music of the song generally creates the vibe or the feeling that I'm looking for. Um, like the copper mine, this most recent one, I was trying very much so to capture the feeling of um, both the place that I'm talking about, the concepts that I'm talking about, and how I feel about it in one. Um, the lyrics came out pretty easily there um, just because I knew what I was singing about and to put it in a metaphor in this way, I don't know, it came very easily. This is a couple of weird lines in this one and I almost hesitated. Like afterwards, I'll go through the lyrics and I'll reread what I wrote and sometimes I'll make something more disguised if I feel like I'm being too blunt. Right. Um, and at the same time, I also like kind of leaving some bluntness in there so you you might wonder. You know, like I have a line where in the new song, Copper Mind, where I, says, uh, where I say, uh, it's not like he says in that part in Dune. And just kind of keep moving on. And so people then, wait, uh, like that book? Like, right. the, what did he say in Dune? Wait, what are you talking about? Kyle McLaughlin? Who? Yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The book? The movie? Which one? The miniseries? Um, and I like to leave some of those things hanging there. Um, um, but all of it is very, very intentional. Um, every bit of my lyrics, it's uh, like at times I want it to be almost a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, not like that's hard to figure out, but that like, you know, it's like a Legend of Zelda puzzle, right? You're playing Zelda. It's not the hardest fucking thing, but it's, oh my God. Oh, I got it. I hear it. I see it. Right, I got right. it. Um, and so I'll put little uh, clues and stuff like that in there. And there's certain lines that I just, um, if I can make something sound... Um, God, I don't even know. There's there's a certain lyrics I could tell you. Um, I could isolate ones that I'm like, God, I love, and I cannot believe that I ever wrote those words to mm-hmm. go together. I really just enjoy how they play, in almost like a literary fashion. Um, if I can if I can do that in a way that I'm stoked about it, and I'm just happy to see it and happy to read it in a way right. that like, oh God, that's that sounds awesome. That sounds great. Um, I'll put it out there, um, and you know, and just 
I don't know. I, I hate to be like, oh, there's certain of my lyrics. So I just can't get over how cool it is. Um, but like sometimes <laughs> it, it's so like, uh, well, I'm so thrilled and enjoy stoked. what you do. I yeah. mean, if you don't thoroughly enjoy it, right. what do you do? Yeah. And I mean, after all, we are talking about the, the lyric creation process. Right. So, right. Um, sometimes I like to be really blunt and other times it's uh, a lot of sass, very cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys even called me out on that in Devils. Uh, you know, God, this is some really cynical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a way for me to to get out expressions that either like I couldn't say normally, or um, I don't feel comfortable saying, or like things that I just wouldn't ever say to someone. Something that like you don't need to say to someone's face, right? But you want to express a frustration. Um, you know, I've I've uh, long been frustrated by. Um, you know, kind of the the same old shtick bands in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I respect most everyone that I see play. If you have the guts to get up on stage and yeah. and play a, a note, amen. Uh, yeah. Man, you've got more heart than a lot of folks out there, and I give credit to anybody who does that. Certain times, though, I just feel like a huge disappointment when um, the creative process goes to a place that I've I've visited a thousand times. Right. And so there have been songs where I was able to express like some frustrations with, you know, old bands that I'd played with in the past that, you know, uh, it just seemed like they would almost, they were trying to swindle the crowd. Like, oh, maybe we can get the crowd to believe we're doing something new. Right. And it's like, oh, ugh. but I'm the never mo- going to go up to that band and be like, man, what the hell's wrong with you? Right. What are you doing? That's not my business. That's not my place to tell somebody how to do their art. Right. But at the same time, that's my free realm to be able to express frustrations opinions thoughts feelings mm-hmm. on any number of things right you can totally sing a song about that guy who pulls out the megaphone halfway through the set <laughs> and or the uh, band we played with who literally had floor fans like like blowing air fans so that their hair would blow See the trick with that that's okay but they have to put it in their ego boxes and their risers so nobody knows where the fuck is that fan coming from it's all about hiding in the magic and the you know the illusion of rock stuff I, I think they killed that though by saying we'd like to thank our biggest fans for coming out tonight. Oh. I was like, oh, you didn't, man. But if they Why? did it in a silly voice, I might take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so good. That is hilarious. Yeah. So that's, oh, that was a band from ages long ago. Oh my goodness. Do, uh, you, do you do like any free writing? Like, just like, here's my topic and just write. Uh, not usually. Um, mostly because usually by the time I've come to a song to express something, it's been in my brain so much oh, okay. and it's been on my heart so much that when I sit down to write it, it'll come out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and usually it starts with a concept. Like I'll, I'll think of something and be like, ooh, that's like a really good metaphor mm-hmm. uh, for what you know happened in this situation. Um, sometimes crazy stuff happens though. Uh, I don't know. I just made, made me remember um, the story behind Dead and Down, mm-hmm. which is off of one of the Devil's EPs. Um, we were up for a friend's bachelor party and okay. sitting beside uh, Beckler river, uh, up in the wild sky wilderness. Okay. Um, and that riff, the opening riff, the just, and I couldn't stop like the whole trip. I was just like, dude, I just feel this riff and I couldn't stop it. And my leg was bouncing to it. And everybody was like, okay, dude, seriously, shut up. Stop, <laughs> stop humming that riff. Uh, came home and I started writing about the trip that we took. Um, and, what a great time it was and how, what a hard time I had coming home. Um, and 
that's originally what it was about, was how, what a hard time I had coming home from the trip and how much fun we had and little inside jokes to everything. Mm-hmm. But then um, the guy whose bachelor party it was, he and I had a bit of a falling out. And rereading those lyrics, all of the lyrics meant something else. Like even when he heard it later, and you know we're good friends now. Talk to him today. Um, when he heard it, he was like, "What? Like this is you didn't write this about us and like the fight?" I was like, "Dude, this is about what fun we had, and it sounds like this tragic tale that we ended up writing." Wow! Uh, and every single line, it could totally be either about or. our falling out or about his bachelor party. Wow. Uh, and that that one, I was like, I I was I can't I, take credit for any of that. That's that was some magic that came out of nowhere. I couldn't even explain. That's insane. I was just gonna ask you if you ever tried to do double meaning lyrics. Um, all the time. Um, I, in fact, that's one of the. I, it's kind of like a lyrical kink of mine. Um, of writing a song that sounds like I'm talking about something mm-hmm. and I'm totally talking about something else. Right. Or vice versa. Like, um, a stark winter has thrown a lot of people off because a stark winter and they, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people knew what Game of Thrones nerds we all were in this band. Right. Um, and uh, got, what, 24 hours till the season eight begins. I can't I wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people thought it was about Game of Thrones. I even had a buddy hit me up and he's like, dude, I think I figured out a Stark Winter about like all the references. And I, that dude blew my mind. I was like, whoa, dude, like that's fantastic. Like I, I say, you know, I can't wait for the Reigns to come back around. Reigns of Castamere is a reference in Game of Thrones. And he was like, ah, I figured it out. I'm like, that's nuts. It's literally about rain. Um, I wrote wow. a Stark Winter about how much I love winter, but I decided to put it in a way that sounded like I was trying to be metaphorical or say, you know, mm-hmm. people, what do you, what do you mean when you say, I can't wait for the rain to come back around, right? soak every inch of this town. I'm like, that, I, I just, I can't wait for it to be rainy again, you know, and yeah. that's, that was as simple as that. So that was a fun one, but that's not the most common. Um, mm-hmm. The most common is to make, uh, to make it sound like I'm singing about something else. Um, Sky Island, it sounds like I'm talking to a woman, you know, you're the, I had a lot right. of women by my side. You're the only one that never lied. That's the city of Tucson that I'm talking about. Oh, um, she's the only, you know, quote unquote woman who never lied to me. Oh. Any of the places I ever lived, any of the people I ever had by my side, Tucson was the truest, the most authentic place I've ever been. Wow. And so, a lot of people thought that too. And so I, I have a fun masking things. Like I, I really, really like that. I thanks. really appreciate that. No, I have a I have a song called Lunar Cycle. Mm. And it's all about a uh well, it's a two 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 handed thing. It's like it could be totally about a she wolf. Ah. Uh, or it could be about your your woman's lunar cycle. Interesting. About how, you know, once a month Either the werewolf, she-wolf, or your woman is going to go absolutely crazy. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and, you know, in, in good or bad, but sure. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really funny and fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, very in line with uh, a lot of the ways I like to uh, write lyrics is, yeah. I, I want it to be interesting. I get so bored by uh, just overly straightforward lyrics. Um, I have a hard time with overly complicated lyrics. Not that I don't like them. Like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite bands, some of their early stuff. uh, I still have no idea what he's talking about. Um, uh, Great words, interesting way they play together, but Mm -hmm. fuck me if I have any idea what he's saying, uh, talking about. Um, But that's also been the fun of going back through those lyrics and like, God, is this what he means? 
means. Right. You know, and like, oh, I, well, maybe this is what he means. Uh, so I like to, I, I, wordplay and wordsmithing is super important to yeah. the point that um, if you don't, uh, like you got to read the even to the punctuation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some very intentional capitalization and punctua- uh, uh, punctuation right. uh, in lyrics before that could really easily be missed and meanings could go go astray uh, without looking into it. And I, right. I don't know. I just think that's fun. Like that is fun. I've got all this time to play with these words. I might as well make it enjoyable and entertaining to do so. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you kind of going into that because I'm going <laughs> into my lyric writing zone here and that really honestly helps me a lot and oh, gives excellent. me some ideas to um kind of build a foundation for what i want to try to say hell yeah yeah right on man yeah brother so hey yes this is a question i never really ask anybody what Ooh. what do you do for a living like what is your day oh. job what what do you do to earn your money <laughs> uh well that's a, a variety of things throughout my past and so i'd have to start by saying well currently okay uh, what i'm doing i've had got a million jobs um I get so bored so easily mm-hmm. uh, and I have to be having fun, which is why I'm actually really stoked that I'm currently a food tour guide at Pike Place Market. Holy shit. That yeah. sounds like a blast. Dude, it is so much fun. I walk around Pike Place with people for two hours. I have tastings. Like you've got such a great like outgoing personality. <laughs> Thanks, man. That is awesome, dude. That oh, it's is- a hoot. And we do uh, uh, six or seven different tastings and you just walk around and I tell you about the history of the market in Seattle and you eat good food and I get to be a dork all day at work and that's what I get paid to do is be a dork. Kind of a representative representative of Seattle yes, in a a sense. Yes. And I've I've done tour guiding a lot through my life. Um, And in fact, um, Chris was the one, Chris uh, B, a guitar player from Devils, who uh, made some great comments. My vocal cords... um, suffered irreparable damage uh, working for a different Seattle tour company uh, that uh, asked for five tours a day. Uh, So like that, the gravel, the the lowness that you hear is not how I always sounded. That came from permanent damage. And when I was working at the other company, it was just too much to ask. And so my doctor even said like, you can stop working there now, or you could end up sounding like Harvey Firestein for the rest of your life. And, you know, the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire, like, oh, Daniel, like I could just sound like him forever. So I decided to stop, but it left my vocal cords in this state anyway. And um, Chris B was like, but that's also kind of cool that your vocal cords were shaped by reciting your city's history hundreds of times over and over. And I was like, Okay, that's really cool. Like right, I don't, really cool. I don't mind so much that I <clears throat> have such a uh, growl now, but uh, that definitely worked to my advantage in Devils, um, the the grit, um, and playing around with. Uh, I'd say, well, I would say a lot less of that with the solo stuff, but mm-hmm. um, you know, sitting and playing an acoustic isn't so conducive to howling, right? Um, so it's a little little softer, I'd say, vocally now too. Uh, but you heard that also in the yeah. in the song. Yeah, it's it's great, man. Wow, thanks, mate. That's fucking cool. <laughs> um, Makes yeah. me proud to be a Seattleite. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, technically not now, but you know, <laughs> I was born and raised here, so yeah, you're a Cascadian. That's what matters for sure. And Cascadia. that's yeah, I, I definitely love the. Uh, uh, what was your uh, devil's moniker? <laughs> uh, Cascadian, Cascadian dirt rock. rock. Dirt rock. Yeah, oh, that was that. such a joke too. Um, we we joked around about that because uh, 
our, one of our favorite bands, one of my favorite bands, I should say. I, don't know, I can't speak for everybody there. I'm pretty sure a couple of those guys didn't really like uh, this band as much as I did. I was pretty nuts about the band Kylesa for a little while. Okay. Um, some Southern sludge metalers. And um, they released the, their last album, I think, the last one they released called Ultraviolet. Uh, one of the reviewers referred to it as psychedelic dream doom metal. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? Is psychedelic dream doom. <laughs> like, this is getting, like, I thought it was out of hand 10 years ago with the crazy right. genres and stuff. And that got to a, such a funny point that we started cracking jokes about what we would be. Right. And so we cracked a joke about being Cascadian dirt rock and how funny that was. And then that, like, became this joke that kind of became a not joke. Right. Where, like, people, and like, at KSW, they're like, you know, Cascadian dirt rock band, Devil's Hunt Me Down. They're like, what? It kind of seems like that's kind of the thing to do is kind of create your own genre, whether it makes sense or not. Um, You know, like the Adarna um, out of Seattle, they call themselves Jet City Rock. Right. Yes. You know, and it's kind of their own little hashtag, if you will. If you look up hashtag Jet City Rock, you're going to find the Adarna. Yeah, totally. You know, and so it's kind of like, oh, all our shit is underneath that. For sure. Yeah. Um, And we even found out a while later, I can't remember if it was Uncle Pooch or Cracker Factory. Uh, one of D. Shane Smith's bands, a great fella. Uh, I love that dude. Um, Karmic Unrest, he's doing now. He's the bass player from 10 Miles Wide now. Okay, um, yeah. But, um, <coughs> excuse me, for a while, one of his projects called themselves Cascadia Rock. Ah. And we didn't even know about that one. Um, but, yeah, they were doing that too. And, it, you know, I feel like our area definitely has a vibe and always has. Oh, and for sure. We've told people before and people have asked, like, so is, is like music happening in Seattle again? It's like, man, music always happening in Seattle. Like, right. it's, whether it's super hot or amazing or fresh or whatever you want, like, maybe it's not the best it's ever been, but there's always bands playing in the always. city. Yeah, like, always. never not shows out. And lately, the last few years, I feel like it's been better than a lot of my time in Seattle. Um, I people are a so. lot cooler to each other. Now I think too. so. You know, being uh, like around in the early '90s, you know, yeah. the late '80s. That was, I mean, it was crazy, right? And then you know, it kind of—I don't want to say it died off, but it just definitely wasn't as crazy as it was previous. I think now we're kind of back to that, yeah, early '90s vibe where, and and like the camaraderie between yes. all the bands. That's the key there too. There. I've never had a bad experience with another band, you know, in, in Seattle as being a, you know, like, Oh, that's what you guys do. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll buy your merch. We'll buy. Oh yeah. You know, we'll tag each other and we'll, you know, help promote each other Mm -hmm. and make, you know, a conducive effort to move forward together. Yeah. Um, every band I've worked with has, has been cool like that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's shitheads within the mix, but Um, I mean, and everybody's got their, you know, their complaints are the ways that they like doing things. Um, overall, I haven't seen, um, personally, I haven't experienced a lot of <coughs> crappiness between bands or disrespect. And even at the shows, I feel like the lineups get really unique. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different bands playing different styles. And even when the crowd seems to not be into, like, let's say the second band isn't up their alley, Nobody's a jerk about it. Like nobody right. like starts chanting the next band's name. Nobody's booing. Nobody's being a jerk. Like no None hecklers. You just go out, you know, smoke a J outside, and talk with your buddies. Go grab a beer and sit at the back. Or right. like it, it. It does seem to be a lot, uh, a lot cooler and a lot more people. Like uh, as expensive as the city gets, a lot of the people coming are excited to see 
uh, you know, the art that we've always been famous for here. Right. And so I hope perhaps there might be a reinvestment in that and the, the scene and our art community could thrive. I hope so. God, I definitely I hope so. Hope so. <laughs> Sound like the wishful thinking here maybe, but that's what I'm hoping um, for. I think it will. Keep I think fighting will. for it. Yeah. Why yeah. not? I mean, what else are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, so, mean, I don't seem to be able to stop making music. So it's, right. you know, I might as well. I, I tried for a very short time in my life and it was the most miserable six months of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, ended up jumping right back into it and getting in two bands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, even I, I left a band that I had been in for a long time called a C2. Oh, yeah. um, and I didn't know you were in that. Yeah. I was the bass player yeah. from a C2. I still have our, a terrible DVD somewhere over on my shelf oh, there. Right. I don't know why the hell we made one of those, <laughs> but Hey, I have a live DVD of my band. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> after that, I, um, I went full solo for a while. I had a project called I Am the Singleton, because um, that's my middle name, Singleton. I oh, thought okay. It was, you know, a Singleton, a person who's on their own. Good name for the solo project. So I did that, and it was a bunch of loops, and I'd play them over and over again. I just had fun. I didn't. It wasn't even really like a a thing. I, I maybe did one show for a friend's birthday party. Oh, wow. Um, but it was after that band, I was like, I'm not doing bands anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. going to play music. I'm just going to make music. Um and the difference in the personal experience there uh, between going to band practice and just creating my own music. Like I remember one night I was at my old apartment, my housemate or my roommate and I were chilling there and I played guitar for like two and a half, three hours. And then we're like, you want to go over to the, you know, the hot tub and sit, you know, at the apartment complex, let's go chill for the rest of the night. And yeah, sure. And we're walking over there and I'm like, man, God, if I was still in that band, I'd have, I'd have just been practicing for like four hours. Yeah, it's nice I'm not in that band. I would I would have just spent my evening practicing. Right. And he was like, you you just sat in the apartment and played guitar for three hours. You did just spend the evening practicing. And I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like the, the such the stark contrast of right. being able to invest in my personal art between the regimented, you know, every Tuesday, okay, Thursday. Guys, from let's time get together. To this, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I dislike, I love the creation process, but there is such a, a noted difference. Like I play guitar two, three hours a day here at the house mm-hmm. most days, if I have a day off, especially right. um, at least an hour, um, just because I enjoy it, just because I get a kick yeah. out of it. I have so much fun creating and jamming um, and there's no pressure when it's just me, right. you know, just creating my music. I get to invest in all those intentional lyric creations and riff writing and that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a message from Iris on the uh, way over here. Ah, and wonderful she was, human. she was like, I am so excited to hear <laughs> you guys talk. You're so very similar. And, <laughs> and uh, she's like, like, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? So it'll be, it'll be about three weeks. We better make this good then. We want to make well, sure. So far, so good. Entertaining, I'm, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm learning stuff. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of why I'm doing this. It's like, you're teaching me shit that I need to know. Well, actually, you know, you know, I'm, I'm fucking thrilled. Like, cheers. Uh, do you need a refill on uh, your... I could use a warm up. Yeah, for sure. Brew. Oh, let's not. That. I'm yeah. clumsy. I'm not going to do that. A little bit there. And Perfect. I'll, it's probably not much. Here we go. Enjoying some delicious coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh god if we only had corporate sponsors we could talk about yeah exactly well actually i trader Jones. speaking of which i do have one sponsor mm. and i have a gift for you oh uh, for me yeah for you from said sponsor from said sponsor mm. viking drool beer <gasps> oil no i have got you your own hand oh my god carved 
beard brush. This is incredible. I'm going to use it right now. Do you hear me? Um, that's my beard getting more lustrous by the minute. And your very own what? bottle of Thunderhound and beard oil. beard oil. Oh, my God. What is it, Viking drool? Yeah, it's made by Viking drool beard oil. Hey, I'm part Viking. That's great. Perfect. Me too. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, man. I'm legitimately thrilled. I actually like just bought some other oils recently to try to like make my own, and I was thinking about you and this beard oil the other day. Oh, I'm really? Like, Dude, that, I've got to try some of that stuff. Well, so, legit, I was, this is hilarious. This morning, I was getting ready. You know, I, I did my run, and I'm like, I throw on my beard oil, and I'm like, Matt has a really nice beard. <laughs> I should, I'm sponsored by this beard oil company now. I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving out gifts to my to my guests. I love it. Who sure, do I need do I need to do like a commercial spot? Like um, my name is Matthew Singleton Bentley. When I'm playing guitar, I enjoy Viking drool beard oil. Jesus Christ, I couldn't have done that better myself. <laughs> There we go. So that's probably going to be at the beginning of the episode <laughs> when I'm talking about our sponsor. I love it. But yeah, no, it's 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 got a, a whiskey and kind of caramel scent. Excellent. So it's, I'm going to crack this right yeah, now. Yeah, go for it. Smell go it for if it. I can smell it over the smell of this joint that I'm smoking here. <laughs> oh, can I say that on the this podcast? You can say whatever you want. I mm. I mean, it's it's a real the conversation. going to come after yeah, us. Yeah, they're going to come after us. Because says, says the guy who used to host a cannabis podcast. Ooh. Ooh. It's sweet. Ooh, I like it. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, yeah. It's trimmed today, in fact. Perfect. And this is this a wooden comb? It is a that's wooden, amazing, hand carved. Mm. And as you use it uh, with with your oil, <gasps> it oils it, the wood. It oils the wood. Oh. And it gets darker and more beautiful. I'm it's, legitimately stoked. mine's mine's like almost black. Mm. I use it. I well, I don't have much of a beard, but I use it in my hair as well. Nice. Excellent. Well, cheers for that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You're very welcome. So, <laughs> is there any? Well, I'm 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 really excited to have you over to Yakima. To yes. Do oh. it. I'm Dude, stoked about oh, that. I cannot wait. Because uh, that's actually, uh, you booking me in Yakima is what has got me onto covers. Um, awesome. Because, uh, and not a lot. I, I feel like I have a personal rule of like a cover a set, you mm-hmm. know, like don't overdo it. I want right. people to hear my music too, but I have some takes on other songs that would yeah. be fun. Uh, so excited about that. That definitely. I'm super excited to hear mm-hmm. you sing a cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. I'm an original guy. I, I, I like playing same. my songs. Right. Same thing. But there is there is a charm for like an original take on a song everybody knows. That And that's know? what I feel like the key to a good cover is, is not just, don't just duplicate the track. Right. Like don't, I want to recognize it, but be like, ooh, this is an oh, interesting I think style. I know that one. What is, what is, really? Right. You're really playing Funky Town? <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my God. He's playing like a, a stoner metal version of yes. Funky Town. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's why we did the El Matador for Devil Sent Me Down. If you looked that up on YouTube, we covered an Argentine um, uh, band's uh, song about uh, matadors, essentially the, these like police force that would come and hunt you down. Oh my God. Devils that hunt you down. And we're like, what a what a fun one to do. Latin, fully Spanish. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And that's, you know, like, because people would expect you to do, if you're in a band like Devils Hunt Me Down, or kind of stonery, bluesy, rocky, uh, well, that's, uh, they're probably going to cover like Zeppelin or Clutch or Queens of the Stone Age right. or something like that. And throw a curveball when we do a cover. So some of these are weird ones, but the covers are going to be fun. Um, 
I won't say which ones I'm doing just yeah. yet, but no, that'd be fine. I, I, I want to be surprised. <laughs> there's one considering I'll be playing at a what seems to be an Irish-ish pub. Yeah, Irish-ish. It's basically what it is. Is is it's a movie theater. It's a movie Ooh. theater with an Irish pub as the lobby. It's, it's so it's an real, active movie theater. It's an active movie theater, and it's a twenty-one plus movie theater. So you can drink beer and Sweet. eat pizza in the theater, and they have great sound systems. It's it's like the best place in my town to hang out. <laughs> awesome. So it, it's really cool, and the cool part about that is your audience constantly changes. They nice. they come in, they chill out, have a couple drinks, watch watch you know the the performer play and yeah. then they'll go in and watch, you know, black Panther or, you know, <laughs> whatever the hot movie is right now. Sweet. Yeah. That'll be fun. I, I see if I can't line up some other stuff while I'm out and around and hit up more of the Northwest. And yeah, um, I've got, um, shoot three, three shows booked. Let me take a look here, if you don't mind. No, go right ahead. See, I know the first one is definitely May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> yes, Star Wars Day. And also with you. Um, that would be May the 4th. I will be playing, I will be opening for uh, Blackstone Days. Oh, right. And uh, Woodshed. Mm, and, uh, ooh, I believe karmic unrest. Do I want to say that yet and get myself in trouble? Let's make sure. Oh, there's a three week buffer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Let me make sure this is right then. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it is karmic unrest. So it's uh, Shane Smith. Um, I, I actually did a track with them oh, on their wow. on their EP um, Firestorm. Oh, right on. Uh, which. That was so much fun. Shane got me to do some crazy stuff vocally. Like when I heard what he did at the end mm-hmm. of that and heard my part on that song, I specifically remember like, oh, that's that doesn't sound like me. Is that my part? Did I did I do that? And just the way he produced it and got me to like he was great in the studio to work with. He mm-hmm. really got me to kind of uh, push into some areas and uh focus on uh I don't know. It was uh focus on some very interesting harmonies and development of oh, them. Oh, awesome. Um and sharpening of my delivery, as as Shane himself said, uh, uh, you sing you're lazy. The way you sing is lazy, not like in an insulting way, but it's mm-hmm. like the way that a, like a blues singer might sing is right. kind of not fully enunciating everything, kind of right. lazy. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Anyway, so yeah, opening up for those guys: uh, Blackstone Days, Karmic Unrest, Woodshed at the Anchor Pub in Everett on May fourth. May fourth, awesome. Um, playing here in Seattle in June. Uh, let's see. That one is, uh, June 8th. I'm opening at Daryl's. Um, that's going to be with Sun Mother. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Daryl's. That place is awesome. Um, uh, July 3rd here in Seattle, I'm playing at Tim's. And oh, then July yeah. 5th, I'll be over in Yakima. Awesome. So yeah, I got some stuff coming up. Um, more video ideas coming. I, like I said, I spend an hour a day at least working on the songs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, going to be playing some old devil stuff and let Man. people hear how that originally was, uh, I wouldn't say was supposed to sound, but you know, what these songs originally sounded like. Yeah. That's great, man. I can't believe that, uh, you've got all this groundwork laid and it seems like, you know, you're really going to start moving forward with the solo stuff. I'm super excited. I'm going to give it a, a big go. I just, I mean, you know, even when devils went on hiatus, uh, there was a moment there I was like, you know, am I going to, am I going to keep doing music? Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was no way. I, I just I kept writing. I would kept right. grabbing the guitar. I'd keep on thinking of songs, and that's great. Um, so it whether I like try to stop or not, it seems like music just keeps coming out. So mm, while that's the case, uh, I figure I should should try and ride that. Well, I mean, if you're if you're getting you know your full set together and all this and all that, like I know I book acoustic guys. <coughs> So whatever you need to help, you know, get more shows in whatever area, I, I would, would love that. Help you. I mean, I can Spokane, Yakima, definitely up in Wenatchee at Wally's House of Booze. Oh is, yeah, oh, yeah. I would love to play there if they if they've got an idea. Andy was so cool. Uh, yeah, or Ando. Do I Ando? Ando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just so awesome. So yeah. hospitable. Uh, He's generous. The kind. best. Like honestly, I wish more bookers and promoters would take his lead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. they have a very small bar. There's no stage. Yeah. I mean, this guy moves the whole sound system down every night yeah. that he has a band and <laughs> puts it right back. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And and he, puts bands up at his own house. Yes. Like I mean, welcomes traveling artists to his home for Christ's sake. Like that dude cares. Yeah. That's amazing level. He's of on my short list for podcasts I want to do. Oh God, you know? please let me know when yeah. that episode airs. He, I would, he's yeah. the best. Mm. He's the best. So yeah, I can't speak more highly of that dude. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the people doing it right need more, more uh, praise. More people doing doing well in this scene. Sometimes right. there are venues and folks that are doing good things. Absolutely. So. Like there's some. I mean, just <laughs> going back to to Wally's. It's such a small place, but yeah. They honestly, you get more money there than most other places as an original artist, which is cuckoo. Yeah, which is nuts. I've played uh, venues that are scared to charge covers because they're scared to lose their mm. um, patrons, sure. and but then they're doling out of their own pocket to pay bands, which sometimes isn't even enough to cover gas. Yeah, so it's you know what do they do? But. I, I'm really hoping that people will see like how he's grown that place to be like the spot in central Washington. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a couple other places, but that's the spot you yeah. want to go to. And that's the spot you're going to remember and totally. go back to. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, I love that place. Uh, me too. Yeah. Eastern and uh, central Washington. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird, wacky place. I like it out there too it much. It is. It uh, is. It's great. Um, yeah. Do you have any plans to like travel further than Washington State, like down to Oregon, or do any kind of like crazy, like what I'm going going down to the West Coast and I'm just going to play for two weeks? Um, I've thought about it uh, because I have the ability just with my guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of go anywhere right. and, and play shows, and I have uh, friends and. Um, you know, folks that really enjoyed Devils down in Tucson, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that was one of the only other radio markets where Devils was played on the air. Oh, wow. Other than here on uh, KISW in Seattle. Um, yeah, there were some stations on there that my friends uh, just called and were like, put put these guys on. And Tucson radio can be pretty cool like that. So That's pretty um, awesome. I'd love to fly down there and just, you know, spend a couple weeks playing shows. I thought with the ability that I have with the acoustic that it would be, you know, an absolute dream, uh, amazing experience if I had my own vehicle and could just go town to town, play right. little acoustic sets, go into places. Uh, it's, you know, um, the hobo busker life sounds pretty rad if I were able to do that. Doesn't uh, it? I mean, like you wouldn't be like having three, four other guys that have three or four other lives. Right. You know, it's like, oh, no, 
I got two weeks off work. Uh, I'm going to go play, Yeah, you know? Uh, so I'd love to do that. Um, and at least down to like Portland, I, I was talking to uh, Rochelle DeBell uh, recently and she was asking me, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on Portland? You know, how, how do you, what's your draw down there? And, you know, I tell her honestly, like, I don't have any right now, but like, that's, a, that'd be a great place to get down there and start talking to bands and see, you know, like how Woodshed and Karmic Unrest and, and Blackstone Days did. Like, mm-hmm. let's give Matt, you know, an opening slot on our on our kick-ass rock and roll bill and just have him open the night with some some bluesy, folky, Heck rocky, yeah. acoustic stuff and see if I can't, you know, talk to some folks like, hey, give me a shot. Let me let me, let me me put down 30 minutes of music for you to open the night. I'll be your hors d'oeuvres and get everybody right. all, you know, get the appetizers <laughs> like going for rock the rest of the meal. Rock and hors d'oeuvres. You got it, yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, honestly, I would rather be on a bill with a guy like you opening up and you know setting the mood getting things instead of having like four band bills i can't stand yeah it's i hate four band it's getting to be too much Uh, even like i used to think that was like a great great evening Mm -hmm. um and i've noticed that the crowd and even myself got to a point where like when i see a three band bill i'm like yeah all right three bands that's it that's perfect just yeah um, unless it's like some all day festival show at, right. at a, at a weekend venue or they're doing all sorts of events. Okay, cool. I agree. But good Lord, no, no five band bills. No, it, it just seems you know. like anything more than a three band bill. One of the bands kind of gets shortchanged. Totally. It's like people aren't showing up because you got to start the show a little earlier. Right. You got to, you know, then the last band is going on a little later. Right. It's like, oh, well, somebody's not going to get the full crowd. If you have a three band bill. And especially when you're like bringing a band from out of town, like we do over there. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. Out of town band in the middle. Cause they're going to get a piece yes. of both ends. They're going right. to get this band or that band's right. fans. So hopefully they can build up some kind of momentum. And the eventual goal, I think with any kind of scenario like that is having the out of town band be a hometown band, totally. move them into where they could headline a show. And then you bring another out of town band yeah. and, you know, just keep, Support, 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 yeah, support. Absolutely. I'm like, all on board with every one of those ideals. Right? That's <laughs> exactly right. And I think that's why uh, the acoustic as the front end of that, like you said, it sets the stage a little more mm-hmm. like a, a soft launch, you know? Right, like, right. Here's some tunes to get you warmed up, but it's not a, a four band, uh, you know, a onslaught of, of music, which, uh, yeah, for a lot of folks, from what I've been told, it's like, dude, that's. That's enough. I get to the right. fourth band. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I get it. Good night. Yeah. It's like two songs into the fourth band. I was like, oh, I don't like these guys later. <laughs> but if I didn't like them, I would probably give them, you know, three or four more songs, you know, totally. at a shorter time span. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we sound like rock and roll grandpas? We are. We're we're old, I can't, can't hang with a four band bill. I know shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, my whole thing is I just, I just want every band to get the most out of the most bang for their buck. Totally. I mean, it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to fuck when I do a show, it's a 13 hour minimum day. Yeah. I could imagine that. Yeah. yeah. With, when you're putting on the show yourself or when you, when I'm doing any show okay, at, because all my shows are out of town. So oh, yeah, just simply drive time, Seattle, it's five hours. There and back. That's not including going to the other city where the other guys, Ellensburg, where the other guys are from. That's another hour to go into their their area, Goodness. pick them up, you know, get them back on the freeway. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to get there a couple hours before the show. Yeah. Of course. So, you know, you're you're starting at like 
whatever, say seven o'clock you get there, you're not leaving till one. Yeah. Because if you leave before the end, you're an asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're not getting paid. Exactly. And I just drove and spent a bunch of money on gas. So I'm staying till the end to get paid. Yeah. And, you know, and then by the time you get back, it's about 13 hours for me. <sighs> you know, that's not including loading the trailer and hooking up the trailer Thank and God. fueling the truck and all that stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But I do it all the time and I love it. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is weird that it's an, almost an inescapable thing once you get, once you get caught. Once you get the bug. Yeah. It's like, oh, so, why am I doing this? I'm just <laughs> spending money, but I'm having a good time. And yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's addictive for sure. Yeah. Although there is that bonus uh, this time doing the solo stuff of thinking, you know, I just could put my case on my back and I can yeah. walk down. You know, I mean, playing Tim's in July, it's, I live down the street from Tim's. Right. You know, I just, I could walk over there. And, That's so cool. Oh, yeah. It's great. So awesome, yeah. brother. Well, fuck. I think we did about an hour. Sweet, brother. Yeah, we did actually over an hour. Hey, hey, I can jibba jabba. <laughs> I love that. That's my middle name, actually. Come Anthony J. The J stands for jibba jabba. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> uh, well, but... thanks for the uh, the Viking drool, mate. This oh, beard oil's no rad. No problem, brother. This I'm comb is dope. So happy that that I could put that in your hands. Yeah. And... Thank you so much for letting me fucking bullshit with you and Hell get yeah. to know your your new musical venture. I'm excited Thanks, for you. I, I, I'm fucking really excited for you. Awesome. Thank you, brother. I'm, uh, I'll keep you posted and Do. We'll, we'll let all the folks know when new things are afoot, too. Perfect. Do awesome. you want to introduce your um, your song? And I'm going to play it right after we're done talking oh, here. Okay. Uh, this is kind of weird, but I thought, I thought it would be No, that's fun. cool. Uh, you're going to play uh, Leave It Alone? Yeah. Awesome. Uh so, uh, Matthew Singleton Bentley here, and my uh, song is called Leave It Alone. It's about a place that is uh, very, very sacred to me, and uh, some of the events that happened to me with some other folks there. So, this is Leave It Alone, Matthew Singleton Bentley. Tell me where you got your bright idea 
you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.